Today's episode is brought to us by Umbra's sunglasses. They are armless, they have a cord, they are amazing. I love mine, I can take them anywhere. They won't fall off while I mountain bike. And if you would like to get a pair, go to Instagram, find Umbra's, O-M-B-R-A-Z, send them a message, and they're giving away three free pair this month. Something else I like to take with me anywhere is a couple packs of CS Instant Coffee. If I can't drag along all my coffee equipment, I do have that option to have incredible coffee in the backcountry or anywhere I go. Go to csinstant.coffee and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout for a discount on their incredible instant coffee. The things that you thought were so stressful aren't anymore. The things that were making you angry are, they kind of, they just, they shift. And it doesn't take a lot. To me, you don't have to go deep into the wilderness to get that. Boy, I could tell you deep into the wilderness is a beautiful place too. I, I, it does the soul good. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast. Trying to help you find adventure every day in any stage of life. You're going to hear from explorers, adventurers, business owners, and anyone living their life a little more out of the box than usual. Where I grew up in Florida, we had these big live oaks. If you've ever seen a a southern live oak, it is huge. They're like the size of large homes, if not bigger. They're just massive, massive trees. And we had, you know, dozens and dozens on our property. And I remember picking up an acorn one time and looking at it and thinking, man, if I, if I could tell this acorn that one day it, it could be as big as that tree, like I would find that pretty hard to believe as the acorn. (laughs) And it taught me right then, like patience every day, grow a little bit. And then within, you know, not terribly long by the end of your life, you're going to be this big, massive tree that, that, that is a presence that is strong, that is rooted. And that gives, you know, shelter to so many creatures. And so I just, it taught me a principle right there. And I bring that up to say, uh, I believe that every lesson that you need to learn in life can be taught out in nature. And today's interview is with Mark Brown, and he recently wrote a book. He was a lifelong Outward Bound instructor and uh, has moved on to, to another career, but he's very involved with Outward Bound. And if you don't know what that is, we'll get into it in this interview. But uh, he, he instructed people, took them on these like three-week experiences out in the wilderness. And gosh, you just, you will learn something from nature, from taking a small hike, taking a bike ride, just a walk around the park. And uh, Mark has a book that's come out that where he kind of compiles these lessons he's learned from, from personal lessons all the way to interviewing very famous, prominent, outward bound um, alumni, which there are many. And the name of the book is Outward Bound Lessons to Live a Life of Leadership. Uh, it's available on his website, which is in the show notes, but I will read it up here. It is Mark M brown.com. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. I'd love for you to check out the book and get out there, have some fun, learn something this week, and you will hear from us again on Thursday. Enjoy. Yeah, so so where are you coming from today? I am in Naples, Florida. Oh, really? You're down in Naples. Yeah, my I'm at my mom's house. I li- actually live in um, Waimea, Hawaii, 
but um, I'm I'm traveling uh, with the book. So I was just in Miami, and I have a few days off, so I came to visit family. Oh man! Now uh, I I'm sure listeners are tired of me saying this, but I am a I am a Florida native from Central Florida, and I'm very familiar with that area. A lot of family in uh, Fort Myers still, so um, yeah, it's a lovely lovely part of the country. It is. It's beautiful. That's awesome. So, so I, I assume that is not uh, that's not home for you, or I mean, that's not where you grew up, is what I meant. I grew up in Ohio. I moved down here shortly um, for a couple of years out of college before I got involved with Outward Bound. But then once I started working with Outward Bound, uh, only coming back for visits. But um, my family's been here a long time, so it's a um, good place to visit. But- I'd love to hear, you know, what what is your background? You say you grew up in Ohio. What what are some of your early outdoor experiences? Were were your parents very outdoorsy, or did you kind of discover this later? Well, it's funny, you know. We were. Um, I grew up uh, camping and um, water sports, so I was a competitive swimmer. I um, I got certified as a scuba diver when I was a teenager. Uh, water skiing, played water polo. But nothing like real adventure sports oriented, and um, and then I I took an outward bound course when I was in my mid twenties, and it was a twenty two day course, and it really was a hugely uh, impactful in a lot of ways, both on my kind of personal journey and also on my love of really getting into deeper wilderness. So that started a lifetime of um, I would say I split my time between getting in a boat and putting a backpack pack on, but, um, those have been the, the, the majority of the sports I've pursued since then, but I, almost anything in a boat I've tried at one time or another. Very cool. Now I, I know that, uh, I know that you went and did outward bound, uh, because of you were uh, quote burnout as, as you say, at the ripe old age of 25 from your job. Um, what gave you the confidence to say, I'm going to go do this? Because I, I think your friends encouraged you, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, it was actually, I was living down here in Naples where I am now. And I had friends who thought it would be good to help me clear my head. And, you know, it was one of those things I had friends in high school that I knew had done outward bound courses. And it was something I thought might be interesting, but I'd never really made any time for it. And, it felt like the right thing to do. So I really focused my energy on one. I started training for it, which was great. I got myself back into really good shape before I ever did my course. I actually did a sprint triathlon down here before I left to do my course. So it really had gone from, um, I injured a shoulder, uh, um, my freshman or sophomore year of college, which ended my competitive swimming career. I started swimming in college and then, um, kind of after that shoulder injury I had stopped and I really I really wasn't doing a lot of athletics then but I think getting ready for hour bound got me re-engaged and then um, it was uh, physically and emotionally as hard as anything I've ever done and it really it it stretched me in wonderful ways and I think I think I I was really um, I was really drawn to the instructors and and wondering how the heck do they do this how do you lead like this but it really it really attracted me. I thought, you know, I want to be like them. I want to do something like that. So, but I had never been in the backcountry, which is really typical. You know, most people who do outbound courses have never been in the backcountry before they go there. Um, it's it's um, typical profile. I'm sure the 22 days out in the backcountry felt a lot longer than 22 days. 
it's interesting. In some ways, it feels really long, and in some days, it goes by really quickly. And I thought that was a long course, but uh, in the years since when I worked at Rebound Courses, I worked several semester courses, so 22 days became kind of standard. But yeah, the first time, 20, 22 days where you're sleeping on the ground, you know, drinking from streams, carrying everything on your back, uh, living with the same small group, it, it, it's, um, it's an intense experience for sure. And now for folks who don't know, you know, I don't want to assume, um, but what can you do? Can you explain what does Outward Bound do? What are they known for? And yeah, uh, is it kind of like a one 22 day experiences or is that one thing they offer? So that's that's one of many. So Outward Bound was um, Outward Bound was created in the um, early 1940s during World War II in Great Britain. And it was originally designed for young seamen to have an intense enough experience to help them. Um, survive the adversity of um, their ships being sunk in the North Sea and having to survive in lifeboats until they got rescued. So it was really, um, it, it, in its early days, it was called the moral equivalent of war. It came to the United States in the early 1960s, and that's when it really became known for these long, longer wilderness-based ex, um, experiences. The Colorado School was the first school, and and it has branched since then into all kinds of programming. So. Um, for young people, um, you know, I would say 25 and under, it's still typical that long wilderness experience is what most people think of when they think of Outward Bound. But Outward Bound got involved in school reform, and there are expeditionary learning schools all over the United States that um, have taken the Outward Bound mission into school systems. Um, right now, Outward Bound is working a lot with veterans who are returning from war and helping them to reintegrate more effectively into the country. Uh, it really, our band uses the wilderness really to help people develop grit and determination, character and belief in themselves. So the wilderness isn't, isn't a means, um, or is a means, not an end rather. And, and, you know, there's, there's, um, adventures awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. I love to go out and have fun in the wilderness and, in an outward bound context, usually the people who come, they don't come because they want to like, like they don't come on, on a mountaineering course to become an expert mountaineer they come to really discover what they're made of oh wow i had no idea that that was the uh the reason it was founded and and it's so cool that you're you're now helping um you know folks in the military reintegrate into normal life but like it seems like it was founded to integrate folks into war life uh but not the opposite so that's really cool you're recognizing that both are important and uh, it's turned into that. So, so your experience was, like you said, life changing. Um, but, but you weren't. I mean, you, to my understanding, you weren't planning to continue until this situation with this kid getting lost happened. Well, I got, a, I got, so I got hungry for, you know, I, I really got hungry for this lifestyle after doing this. So I, I am, um, and I, and I was a, um, I was an aspiring writer then. So I, I spent a year working on a novel and doing odd jobs, but I really wanted to be out in the wilderness. So I actually, I took back, I took off um, by, by myself. I spent the um, majority of a summer just traveling around the Western United States solo and um, did a lot of backpacking, started down in the Four Corners area and followed the Rocky Mountains up into Canada. And I ended up at the uh, Minnesota um, Outward Bound Base Camp just visiting. I had really popped through, but I, I, I wanted to find out how it could be possible to get a job. But again, I... I at the time, I didn't have the training or expertise, and I showed up really um, 
call it uh, synchronicity or the luck of the draw. I showed up at a time when they were they were short staffed and really busy, and they asked me to stick around and drive a fifteen passenger van for a few weeks to help them get over the hump. So they they trained me a little bit on got a little quick lesson in belaying for climbing sites and working on ropes courses and started helping a little bit, but mainly I was there just to haul people around uh, in a van and and uh, right as that my time was ending a student got um, unfortunately got separated from his his um, crew coming back in on their final expedition I got pulled into a backcountry search and rescue and after three days of looking for him we we found him at the end of the third day and and the next day the staffing director asked me if I wanted to stay and, and they told me they would Train me to become an hourbound instructor. So that was my start to a 20 plus year career as a, an hourbound instructor and leader for Outwardbound. I mean, like, just as a kid getting lost, what a, you know, terrible experience, but what a strange thing to lead to a, a career, essentially. Well, you, you know, you look back and reflect and you think, huh, oh, I wonder what that, if that, if he hadn't got separated, you know, my life would be very different. So we, we might, might not be talking right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I met my wife at Outward Bound and my son's come from there and all kinds of things have come out of that. So do you have any idea what, what you would be doing? Do you ever think about that? Would you have pursued writing, you know, maybe more in a different way? I don't know. Cause I think, you know, it's, it's really hard to, uh, it's hard to determine something like that, but you know, I think I've really, you know, I found working with people and really leading people through change. I mean, it's the work I've done since then. And I really found that throughout we're bound. So it, it's so hard to even understand that I, what I might do differently because it became really the whole trajectory of my life came from that. You know, there's always a professor told me one time that, uh, you know, you, you can look back on life and there's probably, you know, three to five, two to five, whatever pivotal moments in life where you look back and say, wow, that, that would have changed everything. And I guess yeah. for you, that's, that would be one of those. Yeah. And a, a week before that, I was actually, I was, um, I was in Banff, uh, up in British, uh, in uh, Alberta. And I, and I was measuring the driving miles up to Alaska and I was trying to determine, should I drive to Alaska or not? And I decided, I, I think it's too far for us. So I turned East and that's how I ended up at the Outward Bound School. So anyway, there were a couple of decisions right there that, um, I've often thought about it. I said, wonder what would have happened if I decided to go for it and driven to Alaska instead of uh, turning east. But but um, it's all good. I'm I'm happy with what's happened. Man, that is that is too cool. That is too cool. So, you know, I, I, after being hired, uh, you know, was it was it what you expected to work full time in in this kind of industry, or, or did you enjoy it, or was it what is it a struggle? Well, it's interesting because I would tell you. Um, I was, I was so pumped to be there, and I would just tell you, I, the the people that do this work are are amazing people, and I felt really privileged to be a part of the the team in Minnesota. I, you know, I was I was full time for years, so I went, I spent half a year in the the warm half of the year in northern Minnesota and Canada, a little bit into um, Isle Royale out in Lake Superior, and then. I spent six months of the year down in big, the Big Bend region and into Mexico, so down on the Texas-Mexican border, and then I also did a little bit of work in um, the Apache Graves Mountains in um, Arizona, New Mexico. So for that was eight, eight years I went back and forth between those 
two course areas and and I spent most of my time on the trail so I I you know I lived that lifestyle I led groups and it really was an amazing time and um and I reached a point where I started thinking about maybe it would be good to have a little more permanence in my life and that's when I I moved into um management and leadership for Outward Bound. So I, I had decided to take an office job, moved to Minneapolis and worked there for a couple of years before um, getting into the organizational leadership development stuff that I did then for another decade. But I, I loved it really. Outward Bound uh, is really, um, the strength of Outward Bound is the people it attracts to do the work. And they really are, they're, they're gifted educators. They're amazingly compassionate and kind people. And committed to the mission of the organization and when you're you're at remote base camp so when you're not on course you're playing with awesome people so it wasn't uncommon to you know throw kayaks on the back of a um, pickup truck and go down to the the rio and go run run on whitewater on a break or decide to say hey let's go um, let's drive, you know, and go climbing somewhere and go camp out for a week and climb between courses. So there was always, there was always play going on between the work with, uh, really awesome people. So I, I, I loved it really. And, and if it hadn't been, you know, I think it's, it's not something you can do forever, at least not something I could do forever, but I think it was, an, it was an amazing time in my life. That is so fantastic. What an interesting thing to do for work. Now, now, now seeing the kind of the full spectrum of what Outward Bound does, what would you say is, you know, like, uh, the importance of what they're doing in today's world? Well, I think right now we are, we are under so much pressure and, and we're under stress from, you know, everything from climate change to the rapid technological changes that are going on. And, and, and I, and the work I've done since then, what I've just seen is that unknown future causes a lot of distress with people. And that to me, it feels exactly like what it feels to lead an outward bound course because you're leading into the unknown. You know, it's if you think of outward bound as a nautical term and they use the blue Peter flag, uh, sailing flag as their one of their, um, one of the things to represent them. So when that flag is raised, it's sort of a, you know, it's an, it's an all call to the sailors as they get back to the ship. We're heading out into the unknown. And really, I feel like as a civilization, we've moved out into the unknown. So I, I think Outward Bound is more re- relevant than ever right now. And that's the stuff that I wrote about in the book, which really, um, the book is Outward Bound Lessons to Live a Life of Leadership. And, and it interviews people who had Outward Bound experiences, either either former instructors or participants who then have gone on to lead change inside organizations. And I think right now we need this kind of skill set. Uh, our round instructors as a whole are incredibly skilled at the, you know, the, the keeping groups safe out in the wilderness, but they're also incredibly skilled at helping people find that, um, that thing inside themselves that they didn't know they had. Um, a perfect example in the adventure world is, um, you know, Jimmy Chin, who was the documentary filmmaker for the, um, what was the movie that, uh, uh, free solo. Yeah. Free solo. So he was, he was an outward bound, um, climbing instructor at the North Carolina outward bound school. That's how he started his career. But that's, that's, I think that kind of perspective in the world that you see him bringing the, the caring conversations and things, it felt to me like 
I was listening to an hour bound structure when I watched that movie beyond being gripped by the adventure of it all. But I think that's an, to me, a classic example of, you know, there's somebody who is rooted in that sense of the human being and the experience. And I think that affected how we filmed it and why one of the reasons I think it was so good. I know this is an ad, but this is actually how I feel. Ombra's sunglasses are amazing. They're armless, and they just have a cord that connects the frame around your head, and my son can't pull them off my head like he pulls my other sunglasses off. They won Backpackers Magazine Gear Editor's Gear Choice of the Year. They plant 20 trees for every pair they sell. And honestly, guys, I, I wear them every day. I take them everywhere I go. I just wore them cycling the other day on a long trip. It was, they just perform great. I love that there's no arms on them. I slip them in the pocket of my shirt or in my pants. I don't have to worry about breaking them. Fantastic glasses. I don't have to worry about them coming off if I'm wrestling around with my son or playing with my dogs. Uh, I, I really do enjoy them, enjoy them and I'm gonna be buying more for myself for the foreseeable future. I mean, they're just, they've totally changed the way I look at sunglasses. You can check them out too at ombras.com, O-M-B-R-A-Z.com. They make a great Christmas gift. I know you can't always make coffee the way you want to in a lot of the places that we go, you know, in the back country or on top of a mountain somewhere. But the good news is there is a great option for coffee in the back country and it's CS instant coffee. They make big pouches that fill, you know, 20 ounce containers with fresh coffee. Just put some hot water in there and you're good to go or put cold water in there and then you can have some cold brew. They use 100% compostable packaging. So just in case you dropped it, please don't. But if you did, it's going to biodegrade into the ground. It's great for backcountry travel or any time you just don't feel like breaking out the coffee maker or the French press or whatever. I actually use them all the time just in my house when I don't feel like making a big pot of coffee. So check them out at csinstant.coffee and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout to get a discount. You know, I know you guys have a list of just unbelievable alumni of, of, of what you're doing. I feel that I don't hear about Atwards Bound as much as some of the other organizations. Do you think what you're doing is more maybe hardcore than some of the other, you know, outdoor organizations? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't feel that way since you're in it all day. Yeah, and so I'm. I, I was I was helping run a company for the last the last eight years and using the principles of Outward Bound. So I've been away from it for a little while. But I would tell you that I think that um, Outward Bound, um, and it's founding even, Kurt Hahn, who founded Outward Bound, really, he talked a lot about kind of being a midwife of ideas and birthing other things. So so if you look at, like, you know, the Association for, for Experiential Education, AEE, like it came out, it was born out of Outward Bound. If you look at Knowles. Knowles was born out of Outward Bound. Um, Expeditionary Learning, which is the, the program that's transforming schools, was born out of Outward Bound. So if, if Outward Bound, if it failed anywhere, it's maybe that it just didn't toot its own horn enough. And, and again, I don't, I don't work for Outward Bound now. So um, I, I can just tell you, I think as an alumni and a former staff person, that, that it's 
had huge impact. I believe a bigger impact on the world than anybody realizes. And and there are you know the people that I interview in the book range from um, you know Arthur Blank, who's the co-founder of the Home Depot and currently owns the Atlanta Falcons, to a former U.S. Senator Mark Udall. Um, a woman named Rue Mapp, who's launched a company called Outdoor Afro that gets African-Americans out into the wilderness. The, the list is long of people who have gone on to do great things. So my hope is in writing the book just to really celebrate such a, a great organization, really. If, you, if you've ever been on a ropes course or done you know, the wall where you have to, that initiative where you have to get people over the wall, if you've ever done any of those things, then you are connected outward bound because that's where they all came from. Oh man, I did not know that. So, you know, you mentioned the book Outward Bound Lessons to Live a Life of Leadership. Uh, you know, gosh, I can't imagine just everything you've learned from your earliest job from driving a van to what you're doing now or what you, uh, you know, did later in your career with Outward Brown. Uh, you know, what what are some can you share a lesson or a story from the book that that kind of illustrates something you've learned? Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give a story from one of the people I interviewed because I think it really reflects well about how how the, the lessons of the wilderness can transfer well into life. So so the the participant was Rue Mapp, who I mentioned already, who's the, um, the founder of uh, an organization called Outdoor Apro. And she told a story, she went on a climbing trip in the Sierras um, on her outward bound trip. And she had grown up camping and things so she felt comfortable in the wilderness and our round send you a they send you a list of things to bring and on that list for her was a headlamp and she had grown up as a camper and she thought well i have a flashlight why do i need a headlamp and so she decided to to bring a, a handheld flashlight and not a headlamp and one of the things you have to know about our bound is we teach through people honoring people's choices, letting them experience the consequences of their choices. So so we don't necessarily, unless it's a safety issue, we won't necessarily intervene. And so Rue went early on in the course, they were actually climbing to get up to set up a base camp to do a peak ascent early the next morning. And she didn't have a headlamp, so she had to climb first. And she had she had not climbed before. And it was evening and the light was fading and she was on the side of the rock. And so the instructor was there with her and she was first in the group. So one, she felt the pressure of holding everyone else up. But then two, it started getting dark and she couldn't see. So she talked about just kind of losing it on the rock face and crying and being really scared. And the reality is she's perfectly safe, right? That's one of the things that our bound does well. So you're, uh, there's always redundant safety systems. So you you experience risk without really being in risk. And we we do that intentionally so that we can teach people. But uh, she she told how she was just she was just frozen on the side of this rock face, and the instructor had just sort of leaned over and said, "Rue, just trust your feet. I've got you. Just trust your feet." And she finished that climb, she finished the course, and that experience and that mantra, trust your feet, has lived with her her entire life. It lived with her when she decided to leave her job and start this nonprofit called Outdoor Opera. She talked about how she used, has used it to teach her children as they've grown up. And it's this belief that any time you feel uncertain, that if you trust that, that trust your feet, trust, trust that, 
that innate peace inside of yourself and just put your weight and move forward that you can be successful. So very powerful lesson that came out. And it wouldn't have happened if Outward Bound had bailed her out and given her a headlamp. So she needed to experience the, you know, the choice she made, which was, I don't have a headlamp. And then we call it a teachable moment. We, when that moment shows up, a gifted instructor was right there to help her pull out a lesson for herself. But it was her lesson. You know, no one else could have, no one else could have predicted or said, this is what lesson's going to happen because you don't know until you experience it. Um, Mark Udall talked about that too, who's a former U.S. Senator about how his mountaineering days, he's done some pretty significant um, mountaineering expeditions, but he talked about how he used those same skills when he was serving in the U.S. Senate, just how to negotiate with somebody when you have to get them to move forward. So he made that translation from mountaineering uh, to, to governing. Oh man, that is awesome stuff. I was just going to say the book's chock full of stories like that. <laughs> oh, very cool. It was really, um, it was a, a blessing to go and talk to all these amazing people and gather the stories together. So the book's really a, it's a compilation of their stories put into these lessons. Now, do you have a story personally of, you know, maybe something you experienced with, you know, either by yourself or, or with some members of, you know, your group of just like reflecting and saying this, this is, I'm so glad my life went this direction. This is, this is why I'm out here. Yeah. Boy, there are a lifetime, <laughs> a lifetime of those stories. Um, when I was at, I was asked to join the leadership team of a, of a company and help them to help lead them through an organizational transformation. This was in 2012. And what it reminded me of was going out, um, onto, a the first time I went out on a semester course where suddenly you have this big, this group of people you're completely responsible for and you're, you're launching this long expedition and you're not sure what's going to happen. So you just, you just, um, you plan, you, you prep, you partner, you, you know, you work on your partnership with your partner and then you wade out into the middle of it all. But we were, um, decided with this, um, first semester course I worked that we were going to do the Grand Portage in Minnesota. So it's a, it's nine miles from Lake Superior to the headwaters of the Boundary Waters. And then it's a day of pulling boats up a, up, up a river after that. So it's nine miles of portaging followed by a day of lining boats up the river. The challenge of that, of moving full gear and boats, um, working in small teams, leapfrogging, we ended up that nine miles was 27 miles of walking total to get everything to to the headwaters. But when we completed it, when we reached the boundary waters after that day of lining, the sun was just going down and was kind of reflecting off the pink granite of the walls. And we got, we got across to a campsite. There was a level of um, both tightness of community and success that I've rarely felt in my life. Like everybody in that group known knew that we had done something really significant. And it was, it was just a powerful, powerful experience of knowing when you get a group of people together toward a common purpose that you can push through almost anything. And certainly in the middle of the portage, that's hard. You know, like it's really, really hard work. You're, you are working really hard, but then to have that moment of kind of completion or success through it, uh, really, really powerful. And I, I'm really lucky in life. I experienced a lot of moments like that through my my work with Outward Bound. So I imagine, you know, like you mentioned before, just 
maybe maybe just you know not knowing what the future is going to hold uh for society for the earth you know what what do you think outward bounds presence and role is in the world we're going into and to the young people that we're bringing up do do, do you think um is it hopeful is it something you, that concerns you like what, what do you think the future of outward bound is when i think of the skills that people learn it brings me a lot of hope and and i think that uh i really think that that people who have who have leadership skills like this it's really time the world needs people like this because part of part of what that training is the the reason that we're bound was created was to you know develop a a leader who um was able to really put the needs of them themselves aside to for the betterment of society to be able to really um accept with empathy and compassion anyone who comes into their fold and to really stretch them you know there's a couple sayings from outward bound one that you know you there's more in you than you realize you can do way more than you know. And the other is that we, we all need each other. You can never, you can never accomplish what you need to accomplish alone. And I was just, I was just on the East coast and I, I keynoted at an, at a, an event. And then the next day they kicked off a partnership between um, the North Carolina outward bound school, which is bringing some programming down to a, um, a magnet school, high school in, um, in Dade County, um, called the Mass School, and they're partnered with an organization called Peace First, which actually gives social entrepreneurship training and skills and funding to young people to try to solve social problems. So they're using the character development and confidence building of the wilderness to help um, prepare these kids to solve problems. And the room was full of teenagers who just wanted to make a difference. They wanted everything from wanting to fight bullying to wanting to deal with challenges for LBGTQ people to fighting environmental issues to racial issues. But that what I saw was a deep passion in these young people to want to make a difference. And I think that Our Bound, Our Bound creates the belief, the confidence and the ability. And the wilderness is the wilderness is the best, really the best classroom that you can imagine. I mean you get tested when you're out there physically, emotionally, and often it's the group you know, it's being in a group of strangers that tests you as well. But all of those things help develop that grit and that confidence to know that you can you can push through. So I'm I'm hopeful that we can pull together. And I, I think it's really looking at young people that makes me believe that more than ever. But I also think Outward Bound is relevant because of the leadership skills that it teaches. It's really needed right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you what, my, the, the biggest lessons in life I learned in the outdoors, whether it was with friends or a group or by myself, I can just rattle off things, yeah. principles it's taught me, you know, the hard way. <laughs> you think of like, I, I, I remember going off and bagging some mountains and I was out in um, the La Salles in Utah. And I, I just set up a base camp and I was wanting to hit all the mountains and I, uh, I realized coming off a second one, I got in a really sketchy place and then I realized nobody knows I'm here. So if I even twist an ankle, I did not tell anybody where I was going, even though I knew that I really should. So um, lessons like that, they do teach you. And when we're fortunate enough right, to walk away from them, we, we um, hopefully we learn, we learn something about ourselves. 
Absolutely. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're wise enough, you don't, you don't have to have everything go wrong to learn the lesson. You just need to yeah. see that it was possible to all go wrong. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. sometimes that's, that's ingraining enough. Yeah. I know, um, that us, uh, US, former us Senator Mark Udall, what he, he told me, he said, you know, I learned, I learned more from the mountains. I didn't make it up than the ones I made it up. So I think it was, mm. it's just an interesting perspective, isn't it? From, when you do things like that, you, you, it teaches you. Absolutely, man. So, so this book is just, like you said, just chock full of, of lessons about this lessons of, of life lessons of leadership. Um, yeah. What, what, what other kind of lessons would someone reading the book be looking forward to? Well, I think that the, the, they really address, um, a lot of things that are, I think important to how you how you build successful organizations. So, creating a, a um, servant leadership mentality again, knowing that the best leaders are those that give to others first. And um, great, there's there's great um, storytelling from Arthur Blank, who founded the Home Depot and brought brought Outward Bound in in partnership early on. He was an early early involved with Outward Bound. So, um, I, and I did work for the Home Depot when I. Um, moved to North Carolina as a as an outward bound trainer. So we took Home Depot uh, managers. This is back in the late '90s and early 2000s. All of them did outward bound courses um, just to help them become more confident as that company was growing so quickly. But he, but Arthur Blank talks a lot about the importance of serving others, and he's 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 spending his. Um, I think he's 78 or 79 now, but he's spending his life now trying to help eradicate poverty in Atlanta and, and really working hard to take the principles he learned as a businessman and that he learned throughout Rebound, but to help make the world a better place. So I think there's that servant leadership that's in there. There's lessons about not not giving in when it gets hard. And that's one of the, you know, the, the, the Outbound's motto is to serve, to strive and not to yield. It comes from a, a Tennyson poem, but it's like that striving through adversity when, when it gets hard. It's like that is, that's the time when you learn the most. And, you know, Outward Bound courses are classic for those, you hit those walls where you're on expedition and the weather gets rough or, or somebody gets hurt or people get in an argument, whatever it might be. But those are the moments where that adversity becomes the strongest teacher. Um, and then really, you know, I think the last part of striving is, is, um, being confident in who you are and being really to push for your ideals and not do what's easy, but do what's right. Those are great lessons. Easier said than done for sure. Most of the time, but yeah, if you're in a, you know, build a culture that, that allows you to make the right decision, um, the easiest way possible, you know, and, and, and make you feel like you've done the right thing because of that. That's, that's a wonderful thing. I know so much of your listeners focus on the, the adventures that are out there. And it's like, why do we do them? You know, one, one, because they feed us, right. They're really fun. Like it's, it's awesome to get out and, and whatever it is, you know, whether it's climbing, rappelling or surfing or kayaking. Um, but I, I bet you if you talk to anybody who spent a lot of time out on that stuff that, that you will find what's compelling is what they learn about themselves. You know, that's the thing that really, I think, ultimately is why we do any kind of adventure sports right because mm -hmm. it it teaches us about ourselves it gives us that that inner strength and belief and resolve and and all i've done with 
you know, within what I learned at Outward Bound is be deliberate about teaching that. So, you know, getting to do that within organizations versus just someone out by themselves. But it's, I feel like it's the same thing. It's amazing to me. Like I, I, um, where I worked for eight years was up on the Merrimack River in New Hampshire. We were right across from the river, but I, I just kept my old town tripper at work and I would, I would do coaching sessions or meetings that so let's go for a paddle. And just by getting out on the river, it changes the whole dynamic of work. So to me that you don't even have to go deep into the wilderness to get that kind of experience. I just think it, it, it it's, it's in, innate in us as human beings to want to be connected to that world. You know, I, I can't agree with you more. You know, I, I think it's John Muir quote with every walk with nature, one receives far more than they seek. Hmm. Um, I, I tend to neglect those little experiences like that um, until I do them. And, you know, it's like, ah, I have a couple hours here. You know, what, what's a walk going to do for me? And then I go, you know, in a place that's just, just barely in the mountains, just right there in the edge of town. And it is so much more grand than I expected it to be. You know, it's like it does, it does it for me. And I just think, why do I, why do I continue to neglect the smallest of experiences out here that's better than uh, 10 times better than nothing yeah and it it just resets you doesn't it you come back and you're the things that you thought were so stressful aren't anymore the things that were making you angry or they kind of they just they shift and it doesn't take a lot you know and you don't to me you don't have to go deep into the wilderness to get that um and boy, I could tell you, deep into the wilderness is a beautiful place too. I, I it does a soul good. What a, what an interesting career and an interesting path in life. You know, that's uh, taking what you learned back in there, back in those woods, and applying it to business and applying it to leadership. Um, you know, is there anything else quickly that you could share with leader or with with listeners about you know something about the book that that it, that it, maybe it taught you about writing it? Well, I would say don't shortchange what you've learned if you're spending time out in the wilderness or you're into some type of venture sport because it, there's a translatable skill. And I was I was lucky I had a company that believed in me and let me really play with that. But again, I found it, I found all these amazing leaders who also had made that translation. But um, I would say too that uh, there are um, committed people out there in the world that are working to protect the the wilderness so that it survives long-term. The the youngest person that I interviewed in the book is a um, young woman named Delaney Reynolds. And she, she started a nonprofit at age 16. She had a, she had um, three outward bound experiences as part of her school. Her school is in partnership with outward bound. So she, uh, she founded a um, nonprofit called Miami Sea Rise and she led Dade County in Florida into putting in a new department and, channeling millions of dollars to try to help protect the environment and she is she has um, led the charge with young people all around the world and now she's she's only a sophomore in college but she's got a, she's running a nonprofit as well as going to you know college full time in marine and bi- in marine biology she's running a nonprofit that empowers young people all around the world but i i feel hopeful and inspired that together we can we can tackle these problems and really it takes the things that people learn when they're out on adventure, it takes those skills um, to lead a, a healthier world. So I'm I'm committed to bringing that message to as many people as possible and, and encouraging people to tell their stories. 
Well, that, well, that's what we do here too. We want we want a platform for people to tell their stories. And, you know, you know, speaking of that, uh, you know, high schooler slash now college student, you know, if listeners out there have kids or, or then they themselves want to get involved uh, with Outward Bound, how do they do that? Where do they go? So you can look at um, OutwardBound.org is the USA website, and there are Outward Bound schools all, all around the world. Um, so, but you can find that through the OutwardBound.org website. And my, my website is markhambrown.com. So it's also, you can find out more about the book and also about the work I'm doing really. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking and traveling and coaching people who are trying to take these kind of lessons out into the world. But I think if people particularly want to get their kids connected, yeah, go to outwardbound.org and you can see all the expeditions or things called public expeditions that anybody can go on and um, they can sign their kids up and get them out there. And boy, what a, what a gift you would give any young person then to get them out into the wilderness. Absolutely. Great. Now they can, you know, find their, your book there. Um, do, do you have a maybe calendar of, of events you're going to be attending? Yep. I, I've got a, I've got a couple days here to visit with family and then I'll be, I'll be at um, the Hourbound California program on November 1st in San Francisco. There's actually, um, they're doing a rappel challenge on the side of one of the skyscrapers in downtown San Francisco. So I am, uh, I'm hosting and keynoting at that event and I'll, um, I will be in New York city for an outward bound event in early November as well, Philadelphia, Boston, and back up in New Hampshire where I lived for eight years. So that's what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this out and looking forward to uh, promoting your book and promoting these lessons. I, I can't agree more. You know, everything that I've learned in life, or at least the, the lessons I that I hold on to the closest are the ones that usually were the, the hardest to learn in the wilderness, in the outdoors. And uh, man, what a wonderful thing to give people you love and to experience yourself. So I, I, I can't agree more with you. But uh, Mark, I want to thank you for joining us today and, and telling your story and uh, look forward to hearing more about Outward Bound in the future. What a pleasure to talk with you and and uh, I appreciate all the work you're doing. I, I like listening. So it's, it's just, you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot of amazing people doing great things out there. So I, <laughs> I, I appreciate you uh, taking some time to talk with me tonight. Oh man, it's my pleasure. Definitely humbles you. You know, I, I, I think I'm somebody till I, till I interview all these people. <laughs> It's like, well, okay, I better keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and a little humility is always a good thing. I feel the same way. You know, uh-huh. it's kind of um I'm and I'm um I'm in awe of some of the people I've gotten to talk to and and I'm amazed at what they've done. Oh, yeah, so it's I can like, imagine. you know, it's really um it's a it's a great thing. And and you start to realize, you know, from my perspective, it's really um it's a people who people who one outward bound people who do this work there's a connection there too but i also think people who who adventure out in just into um the world who who get into the wilderness they're just good people so it's always fun to connect up with them and then to see what have they done and and sometimes it's like wow that's way over my edge but that's pretty cool to watch you know it definitely uh, gets the imagination going you know, yeah. I, I realize usually what's racking around in my brain is a lot different than what's racking around in, in you know, maybe family when I talk to them, just because you get, you get influenced by these people, you know, and yeah. everyone you interviewed for this book is just, I mean, they're world changers. How can yeah. you not 
just think about things differently after talking with him, you know? Oh yeah. It got me. So it got me so re-inspired for um, the world and really pumped to say, you know what? I think, I think we can tackle these challenges we have ahead of us and, and it will take all of us together. But I, it left me feeling really hopeful just because of the people I talked with and the, and really the watching the, watching some of these movements with young people too. It makes, makes me feel like, okay, we may have some pain and challenges over the coming years, but I think, I think we can, um, think we can solve these challenges together. So, and I think the, really the, the, the outdoors is our teacher. So we just need to listen. Absolutely. You know, we've done incredible things in the past and I, I, that was practice. We got a lot more, a lot more as a, as a, you're a human race. We got to get done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. I'm hopeful as well. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right. Bye. First of all, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventuresportspodcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun.